welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. God just gave me a word even yesterday in prayer uh, for you as a church. And, uh, and God just showed me even when the, the, the flood happened, uh, and uh, was so it, it just took out so many things, you know, in this building. I really saw like God just speak in the spirit. He said, "What what was taken away, I will restore in a spiritual flood. I'm going to bring a spiritual flood to this house. There's going to be a, a flood, a river of life that's going to flow into this place." And I, I I just felt so strongly in my spirit that this is a house of of healing. This is a house of wholeness of restoration. And I, I really, the Lord emphasized to me this word re- restoration. And there's going to be a restoring of lives. I saw a, a massive influx of young people being restored. I saw, and, and God restore every age bracket, but I saw at the first, at the beginning, there's going to be a restoration of young people. I, I see even children and, and teenagers, and I, I see even young adults that have been in addictions and, and just brokenness and just felt the pain of life. They're going to, there's going to find healing in this home, and uh, the Lord's going to draw them in. I see addictions being broken off people. I see the healing from the past, healing even emotionally from just trauma and all sorts of different things that have taken place, and the Lord said, I'm going to bring a wholeness. I'm going to be a, bring a healing. And I saw on the flow on effect of that, it's going to, I saw like, I saw like relatives and, and others, like families coming in and being restored because of it. Because of, oh man, we saw John's life get healed. It's, something's going on there in that place. And the, and the Lord is going to draw in. It's like a flood. They're going to come. They're going to come. And the Lord says, even for Pastor Graham and Mel, um, I, even with the influx of people, I will supply the help. I'll supply the help. I'm, gonna, I'm the Lord of the harvest. I will supply the help. And I see just support and strength and leadership just coming in to help the process of healing of a community, healing of a city around you. And uh, the Lord says, get ready. Get ready for what I'm about to do. Get ready for what, how I'm about to move. I'm going to move in, in, in unusual ways, in different ways than you did not expect. Uh, expect the unexpected, which is about what I'm about to preach about today. But, but I sense that for this church so incredibly. And uh, just, just walk with Him. Just trust Him. Just, just flow with it uh, because He's in control at the end of the day. So let's just pray over that. Hey, Jesus, I thank You today. I thank You for Your presence and power that rests on City Point North. I thank You, Lord, that You have a plan and a purpose for this house. Lord God, I declare this is a house of restoration, a house of healing a house of wholeness today. And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, you're going to move in miraculous power in this place. Lord, I even see physical healings as well taking place, people being set free from diseases and sicknesses and ailments and God just healing in services and moving in power. I see an army of people going out and praying for people in their workplaces and praying for people in the hospitals and oh, there's going to be a move of God at Kabulcha Hospital. There's going to be, oh, I see people going there. I see, I, see, I see teams going there and just loving on people, people being healed in their beds. God is going to move in power. And Jesus, I thank you right now. Seal that in the Spirit today in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Awesome. I have a message today that I've called Be Opened. Everyone say, Be Opened. 
be opened. I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 7, verses 31 to 37. And it says this, it'll probably be on the screen as well, but it says this, Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of ten towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. And Jesus led him away from the crowd so that he could be alone. Uh, He put his fingers into the man's ears, then spitting on his fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, which means be opened. Instantly the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. And Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news, they were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. My first key today is this, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. I remember when I first moved to Caloundra and I was the youth pastor and just in the first 12 months we went on a mission trip to Thailand and and we were over there and and just working in the hill tribe villages uh, in Thailand bringing medical supplies you know doing meetings at night seeing people saved and miracles happening God was just moving powerfully and I just remember you know, being in my early 20s, and, and I remember being at, at this one village, it was right up in top of the mountains, and we did this, this meeting that night and drew out some of the village to come and, and listen to the message. And uh, off the back of the preach, I remember being able to pray for people that needed a miracle. And I remember this man was brought forth, and he was, he was, he was older, and, 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 they, and they just, you know, signified to me, he can't hear, he can't hear, he's, he's deaf. And I'm thinking, man, in my early 20s, I've never prayed for anybody that needed to be healed of deafness before. This is going to, Lord, Lord, this is going to be a great moment right now. And I remember just the faith in that moment up in in a bit of a field just outside of the village. And and I grabbed a couple of the team that were there and and we prayed over this man. And we just, there was faith in the moment. Lord, I just thank you. You're going to heal him right now. And, 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 I, and I remember I, I asked one of the team to go behind him about two meters. And I said, I want you to clap. Just clap as loud as you can. And we'll just see whether he can hear you or not. And uh, they clapped and, and, and he couldn't hear. And I said, Jesus, this, this man's getting healed tonight. You know? and, uh, and so we prayed again. And I remember we did this three times, and by the third time, he went back to clap because I wasn't going to stop until, God, you're going to heal this man. And, uh, and, 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 and he clapped, and I could see him looking around. It was like for the first time. For the first time, he was hearing something coming into his ears. And it was so powerful. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. It happened. This is incredible. What a miracle. And... Uh, and, and I, I just, I remember in that moment just knowing and, 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 and sensing God and saying, God, you are so real. Like I already believed in him. I've been saved since I was a child, but I was like, that actually just happened right in front of me. And I just love the fact that, you know, we, we came and, and even the meeting, the meeting out in the field, it wasn't that anointed. I've got to be honest. I mean, it was like, it was like, you know, talking to you know, people that really did not understand what you were saying, even though we had interpreters. It was, there wasn't much anointing, but I just knew, God, it doesn't matter how it feels. It doesn't matter what the environment is. 
Because if we got faith, something can happen. Something can move if we've got the faith to believe that you can do it. And I just love that in this moment, we see this story of Jesus. You know, he's ready to pray. He's ready to bring miracles to this region. And and they bring him the deaf man. And, 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 And instead of Jesus praying for him in front of the crowd, which he did on most occasions in the Gospels, what he did was he took him to the side. He took him away from the crowd. And then, then in, the, in that moment, he was, he was like, you know, I'm, I, I got to bring you away from this just for a moment, just so I can pray for you because I want to do something powerful in this moment. And I, wanna, I want you to know this. There's something powerful in this, that I have grown up in church and I have found that the greatest miracles happen when we gather. Who believes that today? When we come together, I want you to know right now is that what you are doing right now is the most evangelical thing you can do for Australia right now is gathering together, coming together as the church, being one, being in unity, and believing for a move of God. I have grown up in the church, and I have found that there are more miracles that have happened when we gathered than not. I have found there is more souls saved when we gathered than not. But I've found in that moment when we come together as the hub, as the church, as the home together, then we can take that into our world. We can take that into our homes. We can take that into our schools, our universities, our workplaces, the hospital, wherever you work, you may run a business today. I want to tell you, God can move in a private moment. Just as much as He can move in a crowd, He can move in any moment. But I just know that when we come together, there is faith for what God is wanting to do in the city, what He's trying to do in your world today. So just understand, when we gather together, there is a power in this. So that when you go into your workplace... Then there might be a whole bunch of people that don't understand Christianity. Maybe they're a little bit affronted to Christianity. But I want to tell you today, you can have boldness when you go into that space to know, hey, God can move in my church. He can move in my home. He can move in this place today. Do you believe that today? He can move anywhere. Let's give Jesus a clap for that. He can move anywhere. And now I just love the fact that with this heart, with this moment, we can see that Jesus was prepared to take this man aside and say, hey, I'm going to do something powerful in your world today. And what he did was, he takes his two fingers and shoves them in his ears. And then he takes one finger out and spits, come on, I mean, he might have, you know, bring it up, like spits on top of his fingers and then Hold your tongue out, say ah. He can't hear him, so he's like, you know, like that. And 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 he and he touches his tongue. And I'm thinking, man, I don't think that man woke up that day. And thought, you know, today somebody's gonna spit in my mouth. This is great. I don't think in his wildest dreams he ever thought. That was happening that day. And it was like, it was kind of an odd moment. And I'm, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, man, time out, Jesus. Like, why did you spit in his mouth? This is, this is, this is kind of different. This is unusual. 
That's not like he healed the last guy. This is different today. And I want to tell you, we've got to expect the unexpected. You've got to expect God to move in ways you never thought he would. And this is a message to a lot of people today, to a lot of people right now, is that God may be moving in a way you never thought he would move in your life. And he may, be, he may be waiting for something in your life. And I, I sense there's people here today that maybe you've been in a holding season in your life and you've been waiting for the miracle. You've been waiting for God to move. But I want to tell you today, God has not forgotten you today. He is not distant from you today. He is ever present. He is with you. He's around you. And He is getting ready to move in your life. we got to expect... The unexpected. And a lot of times when God wants to move in a way we never thought, the greatest thing we need in that moment is trust. We've got to trust God. Oh Lord, I never thought you'd move like that. I thought you would move in this way in my life. I thought you would move in that way with my family. I thought that the money would come through. I thought that this would happen in this way. Oh, oh Lord, I thought, you'd, I thought you'd move in that way in, in, in my workplace by now. God, God, how are you going to do this? I want to tell you today, don't look at how God's going to move. Just trust that He will. Trust that He will. He will move in the way that He needs to in your life. But the biggest key is to say, I'm going to trust. I'm going to keep my heart in a good place. I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. I'm going to keep speaking well of the church and of Jesus and of those around me. I'm going I'm to keep my language good in this situation. Why? Because I'm in a place of faith. I'm believing for a miracle today. And I want to let you know right now, God is looking just as much for our heart attitude in every season and every moment of our life, more so than He's looking to just move. He's looking to what He's doing in us as well as what He's doing through us. Amen. It makes me think about, you know, out of 2 Kings 5, when, when the man named Naaman, the Syrian commander who had leprosy, and, uh, and, and they found out because he had a servant girl that was from Israel, and she said, hey, we've got a prophet in Israel and he can, he can heal stuff like this. He can, he can move in your body. So he thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go and see this guy. So he goes with his big entourage, you know, this massive bunch of camels and, and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, he's quite wealthy and he's the commander of the army of Syria. And, and you know, and, and, and he rocks up at Elijah's house and Elisha's house. And, 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 and I'm, I'm sure that he thought that someone looking like Gandalf was going to come out of his house that day and wave his staff around and, and do his thing. And then, and then he would be healed. He'd give him some gifts and then he would go home. That's what he thought was going to happen. But I want to tell you, when he rocked up to Elisha's house, Elisha didn't even come out to greet him. Elisha stayed inside the house and sent his servant out. And his servant came out and said, hey, Elisha knew you were coming. He saw you coming from ages away. It's all good. You know, he just said, all you need to do is go and dip in the Jordan River seven times. That's all you got to do, and you'll get your healing. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Legend. You know, goes inside. I mean, and, and can you imagine? Naaman's angry. He's like, I thought he was going to come out. I thought he was going to wave his hand around a little bit, pray. But this, man, we got better water in Syria 
I'm not going to go and jump in that brown river. I'm not, I'm not going to go and do that. And, and he turns around, he sta- goes back home in a half. And one of his servants, they stop him and said, hey, hey, if the prophet told you to go and climb a mountain or something and go and do something hard or go and defeat some nation and conquer some people, would you have done it to get your healing? And he's like, yep, I would have done it. Well, what's it going to hurt to go back and have a swim? What's it going to hurt? Go back and jump in the water. Get you here. You want to get healed or not? What do you want? He's like, yeah, you got a point. So he goes back, dips in the river seven times, comes out, gets fully healed. Fully healed. 100% healed. Sometimes God is going to want unusual things from our lives. Sometimes God's going to want to move in unexpected ways in our lives. But how we keep our heart in that moment is the biggest key. It's the biggest key because God is looking to our heart in that moment. I think about Jairus and Jairus' daughter. When Jesus came into his town, into his community, he rocked up, jumps out of the boat. And I love this one, my favorite passages. I have a lot of favorite passages. When you're a preacher, every passage seems to be your favorite. But this this truly is one of my favorites. But it says, Luke 8.40 says, The people gathered to welcome him because they were all expecting him. The people gathered to welcome Jesus because they were all expecting him. That's how we need to rock up the church, isn't it? That's how we need to turn up every Sunday. That's how we turn up to prayer meetings. That's how we turn up to our life group. That's how we turn up to work every day. Oh man, I'm coming because God's about to do something powerful today. The expectation for miracles. Now he comes in and Jairus is the head of the synagogue. I mean, he's he's well known. He's a town leader. He comes to Jesus like, my daughter's sick. She's dying. You got to come now. You got to come. You got to heal her. And and so the whole crowd, they're coming along the way. And it's just this huge crowd. And they're bumping into Jesus and bumping around to everyone. And, and And that is the moment. Right when Jairus needs a miracle, the woman with a 12 year issue of blood, that's when she comes. And touches the hem of his garment. And she gets completely healed in that moment. I think that day she just thought, man, if I could just touch his garment, I'll sneak away. No one needs to know. I just need to get my miracle today. And Jesus wasn't having that. Jesus wasn't having that. Because even though he was going to heal Jairus' daughter, he knew that this woman had been in lack of dignity for 12 years of her life. She wasn't accepted by the community. She was living on the outskirts. I mean, she wasn't welcome anywhere in that culture. Yet Jesus turned around that moment. He said, who touched me? And his disciples were like, man, everyone's touching you. I'm touching you. Like, it's like, everybody's touching you, man. Like, what are you talking about? No, no, I felt power go out of me. I felt power go out. Someone's been healed in this moment. So she, she fesses up. And, and, he, and he in this moment, I love how he does this. He actually restores her dignity in front of the entire community. So that from that moment on, everyone knew, you, you aren't sneaking away, daughter. You're not sneaking away because no one will know you got healed. No one will know you got a miracle. So I'm going to let everybody know that you got a miracle today. And so suddenly she gets healed and she's suddenly clean in front of everybody in that moment. It's powerful. But in that same moment, that's when Jairus' servants come and say, hey, don't trouble the teacher anymore. Your daughter's dead. 
It's over. It's finished. And that's when Jesus looked Jairus straight in the eyes and he said, don't be afraid. Only believe. Only believe. And then he, he comes with him. And then Jesus takes three of his best into the room and raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. I want you to know this today. For Jairus in that moment, he looked at it and he thought, man, it's over. It's done. It's finished. I want, to know, I want you to know this. Hold this today. Nothing's over till God says it's over. Nothing's finished till God says it's finished. Even if it looks dead, we serve a resurrected king. He has the power to go in and resurrect something back to life again that you thought was over and you thought was dead. Maybe it's the dream in your heart today. It's not dead. It's not dead. Maybe it's your family being restored. It's not dead. God can move and restore and heal and resurrect something back to life again. That's the God we serve. He can move in unexpected ways. But our faith is that He will move. He will move. It's not in how He moves or the way He moves. Our faith is that He will. And that's what we believe today. You know, it goes on. And I just want to read this passage again because it's so powerful. Because I love this statement that I want to bring out here. It says, looking up to heaven when he was with that man with, that healed with the, the, the deaf and the mute. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, which means be open. Instantly, the man could heal perfectly and his tongue was freed and so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd, do not tell anyone. But the more they told, he, he said not to, the more they spread the news. And they were completely amazed and said again and again, I want you to know this statement. Everything he does is wonderful. Everything he does is wonderful. This is a powerful statement. It's an incredible statement for all of us today. Everything Jesus does is wonderful. Everything he does is wonderful. And when we look at this in our own lives, everything He does is wonderful. Even if you've been waiting a long time for a breakthrough, I want you to remember today when you wake up on Monday morning, you're going to wake up and say, everything you do is wonderful, Jesus. Everything you do is wonderful. Your mercies are new every morning. Today I wake up and oh, there's a freshness of your presence in this room. There's a freshness of your presence in my family because everything you do is wonderful, is powerful. And that's the spirit that we carry. But Jesus in this moment, when he, when he was healing this man and, and, and putting his fingers in his ears and, and putting his spittle on his tongue, what he was doing was actually fulfilling a 700-year prophecy. He said this in Isaiah 35.5. says, when he comes, this is Jesus, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. This was a miracle in the moment for this man. But it was a statement of the miracle for humanity. Because this was about the fact that Jesus wasn't only there to just heal the physically deaf, the physically blind, the physically mute, the physically not lame, the, the dead that needed rising to life again. He wasn't there just to do the physical. He was there to do the spiritual. He was there to bring a, a world 
that had been broken in sin, in darkness and in pain, so separated from God. He was there to be the answer of His atonement, of His sacrifice at the cross and the raising from the dead. His blood was there to set our world free. And in this moment, we see that Jesus is making a statement that not only am I here to to unplug the physical ears, I'm here to unplug the spiritual ears as well. If you're going to heal my son, when he's unplugging those ears, if you're going to hear, I want you to hear God's voice. I want you to hear my voice. If you're, I don't want you to hear the crowd right now. Come on, I want you to hear me right now in this moment. I don't want you to hear the spirit of this age right now. I don't want you to hear what the world is trying to tell you right now. Uh, the first thing I want you to hear is my voice. That's the first thing I want you to hear. I don't want you to listen to the world. I don't want you to grab. Sometimes we're on the feed of whether it's TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We're on that feed and that feed might be feeding stuff we don't need to hear. Come on, we got to put that away sometimes. Open up the Word of God and say, hey, the first thing I want to hear today is your Word, Lord. It's your Word. Because the world's screaming a message at me. It's trying to scream at me and tell me I gotta live this way. I gotta live that way. I gotta concede to culture. I gotta concede to all these different areas of the way the world wants me to live. Oh, but Jesus, I'm waking up today and I wanna live to what your voice is telling me to live. I wanna make sure that I'm hearing you first. Your word is getting in me. Amen. How are we doing today? Come on, that's the culture we live by. We don't live by the culture of this age the culture of this world. We're different. We're citizens of heaven. We're kingdom people. And we're here to bring His kingdom into our world. And that's why when He unplugs our ears spiritually, we're hearing His voice and we can hear His ways and we can live out those ways in our world. Amen. And when He, when he puts His, what does His spittle represent? What does it represent today? Our spirit carries our DNA. Carries our DNA. So when Jesus puts his spit on this man's tongue, he's saying, I don't want you to speak what the rest of the world's speaking. My DNA is on you right now. It's in you right now. You're going to speak as a citizen of heaven. You're going to speak as a kingdom man. You're gonna, my spit, my DNA is on you now. And you're going to carry that into your world from this day on. And that is what he does for all of us. His Spirit lives in us. His DNA is in us. It's in us so that we can bring the message of the gospel to the world around us. So you, as, they, as they said, as, they, as the people finally saw, oh man, that man's been deaf and mute all these years and now he can speak and he can hear. And they say this statement, everything he does is wonderful. Everything he does is wonderful. How many know we want that right across the Morton Bay region? Right across this region. We want people in our community and this community around us. I'm believing for it on the Sunshine Coast as well. That we are believing God. That people can start to believe and see. Oh, everything that Jesus, everything that Jesus does, it's wonderful. It's powerful. It's incredible. I've never seen or heard anything like this in my life. I've never seen uh, anything happen in this way before. Oh man, there's there's something about AI can't do this. And, and the 
the local media can't do this. And, oh, and, and my, my, the amount of money I have can't do this. Oh, but man, this Jesus, this Jesus, he is the one that has all the answers. The world can't conjure up the answers that only he can bring today because everything he does is wonderful. You believe that today? Everything he does is wonderful. And we're called to carry this message to our world. We're called to bring it out there so that his DNA is on our tongue. And we're, we're called to speak his words of life into the world around us, into our families, our friendship circles, our workplaces, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we're bringing his kingdom. We're bringing his life into our world because everything he does is wonderful. Oh man, God is trying to get the attention of our lives so that he can get the attention of somebody else. Do you believe that today? He wants the attention of our lives so that He can get the attention of someone else. That's the heart of God. Everything He does is wonderful. Can I get the musicians and singers to come this morning, please? So, so important to know this in our lives. I think for some people today, you're remembering that everything He does is wonderful. To be reminded in this place today that, oh man, He's a good God. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. He does do miracles. And He can move in my life today. He can move in my marriage. He can move in my family. He can move in our church. He can move in our city, our community around us. Oh man, He can move and revive my business today. Oh, everything He does is wonderful. Do you believe that today? Amen. Why don't we all close our eyes this morning? I just want to ask today, First of all, and this is one of the most important parts of today, one of the most important parts of this service is do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus for yourself today? I want to give you anyone an opportunity in this room today, if you've never known him, if you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life today, we want to give you a moment now, and you can pray with me in a few moments from now, to accept Jesus into your life. Maybe you are here today and you've come with a friend or a family member, but I want to let you know the best life that you can live is a life with Jesus, not a life without Him. It's a life that knows Him. Jesus is real. God is real. Jesus did come over 2,000 years ago. He did die on a Roman cross. He was raised from the dead. The Bible shows us and teaches us. He is seated at the right hand of the Father in the spirit realm. God is real. Jesus is real. And the key thing I want you to know right now is that He loves you. He has a plan and purpose and future for your life. And today we want to give you that opportunity. Do you want to know Him? He knows you. He knows your life. He knows your story. But do you want to know Him today? Do you want to accept Him as your Savior in this place today? If that's you, I want you to lift your hands. Raise your hand up high.